Okie dokie. Man, it's been a long time. It really hasn't. We took one week off, but it seems like we've been gone forever. I don't know if I like not doing this show every week. And I apologize for uh, those of you out there that also do not like it when we take a week off. I saw a lot of people were messaging us being like, where the fuck is the show? We took a week off because of New Year's. And guess what? Terrible decision. I feel like a piece of my body has been cut off and I miss it. And in this analogy, you are my body. You are a piece of my body. And now it must be reattached. But it's been a long time. Anyways, I hope everyone had a good uh, New Year's Eve into New Year's, New Year. Man, oh man, do I have a story to tell you. I'll wait wait to tell you so Brandy can hear it as well. But my New Year's Eve into New Year's was crazy. It was absolutely bonker town. This is indicative of how, well, I guess it's indicative of how 2022 ended. I guess it's indicative of how 2022 was. But then how 2023 started for me, okay, maybe this is better that we take a week off every once in a while because I have so much material for this show. There's a good part of me that's like, I'm going to save some of this for next week because there's just so much good. I just experienced so many favorite things. Uh, Missed the bell. So anyways, I guess what I'm trying to say is that I, I missed you guys very much and it's been a long time. All right, let's call the brand guy. Ding a ding a ding. Let's call our first episode of 2022. 2023. Already fucked it up. All right. Hi. What's up? Oh, nothing. Why does it feel like I haven't talked to you in so long? I was just talking to the YF Tears about this. This is a very weird thing. I feel like we've been gone forever. Me too, but we only took one week off. I feel like I literally haven't talked to anybody for a month. Well, that might have something to do with the fact that, like, you didn't spend the holidays with anybody. That was the last thing I, I remember. D- I, sp- I spent the entire week of New Year's, like, leading up to New Year's in Miami with a lot of people. I saw that. It seemed like we had very different New Year's Eves. Really? Yes. Well, we can get into that, I guess. Yeah, so I was w- watching for you, hoping to see us a, a brand— Zero camera time. Zero camera time. Lance Zero. Bass got camera time. Why didn't Why didn't you get camera time? I don't know. They even came over to my section at one point. You know, this was all filmed for TV, right? So they came over, and um, a pro, you know, a producer or somebody was like, "Hey, hey, can you guys like?" It was during commercial break. Can you guys like pretend like you're dancing and vibing? We just need some like a quick shot, really quick, to just put in. And so I was like, "Yeah, this is my moment." So me and my friends were like dancing and vibing to nothing going on because it was a commercial. We were really going for it, and I was like, "Surely that's gonna make the cut." Nope. Why do you think it was that you didn't make the cut? I don't know. I mean, I wasn't like in the crowd per se. I was behind this thing in like a a VIP area. (laughs) Ah, Um, you went with the commoners. No, I wasn't. And I could have been. And I kind of went in and out for certain things. Like I did go into the crowd for the race rumored performance because I love them. uh, And it was Liddy. But um, for the most part, I like stayed in my little booth area in the very back, which I, to, in my defense, that was where like the best sound was. And here was an interesting thing about it. If, if you've ever been to like a live taping of, of a concert or anything, you might have realized like the sound is just very low. Like it just doesn't sound very good in the room. And it's because they're right. Like their priority is the sound on television being the best. So the volume's just not ever very high. So it was hard to hear well. And from where I was standing, I felt like I had the best audio. Got it. 
you were more concerned yeah. about the sonic quality than um, being on television. I was. Well, that is what it is. But well, I did look great, and I am a little bummed I got no camera time. Yeah, I saw your dress. You looked like a little sex bot over there. Did you, you get... No, just trying to start the new year. Yeah, got to. Got to show off farm bot. Did you have a way. New Year's yeah. kiss? I did not. Oh, my God. Why not? I know. But you know what's weird? Huh. I was looking around, and, like, no one was really kissing at midnight. It was kind of weird. No, they were. So why didn't you find somebody like in the beginning of the night to be like, hey, listen, if we don't find somebody, we're going to make out at the end of the night. Make a you make a make out. Uh, because I did that in like high school yeah. as an adult, I think. I know. But didn't you want to swap some spit with some folks? No, because here's the thing. Okay, tell me the thing. The way you go into 2023, the way you go into the new year is big deal. You don't want to go into it just swapping spit with somebody like just random. Per I don't know. Like I just that's like bringing bad energy into the new year if it's like the wrong person. You know what I mean? Okay, fair. Yeah. Also, I'm telling you, I was I was like looking around. No one was kissing at midnight. It was very strange. I don't believe that. I promise you, because I, I was standing next to my friend Val, and we were both like, "Why is no one like making out? This is weird." Why like, didn't you just kissed. make out with your friend Val? Because we just don't do that. I mean, maybe you should. No. You know what? I am perfectly happy with my New Year's Eve. I'm right. perfectly happy with the way I started the new year. Thank you very much. What? Tell me about the performances. Because we were watching, and, I mean, Dolly, your sister was great. Dolly was flawless. Oh, phenomenal. She's everything. Can I um, complain? And I hope this gets back. I hope this gets back to Miley's production team. Oh, Oh, please. Let's hear it. You have David Byrne, arguably one of the great musicians of ours or any other generation, my favorite musician, or at least his band, The Talking oh, Heads, really? is my favorite band of all time, okay. uh -huh. my favorite musical movie directed by Jonathan Demme, who won an Oscar for fucking Philadelphia, directed Stop Making Sense, an amazing movie. Can you tell me why you don't have... David Byrne singing Burning Down the House right before New Year's Eve. Why? You had to okay. set up perfectly. Everyone's in their house. They're watching. And you start singing Burning Down the House. You know that song? Um, Vaguely, yeah. But I, I, I have to be honest with you. Okay, first of all, let me just preface this by saying like, I have no idea about anything. I didn't go yeah. to rehearsals. I have nothing to do with the show or production at all. So... Anything I say is just merely my uh, perception of things. Um, I'm not going to lie to you. When he came on the stage, everybody was looking around being like, who is this? That's, that's the, uh, such a problem with the world right now. That's terrible. And I, like, I have to be honest with you. like it, it was the weakest performance of the night. Yeah, because you didn't have him sing his hit songs. Okay, but that wasn't up to me. I, I, I don't know. even, and like. Obviously, obviously. All, all I'm saying is, listen, I get it. We were trying to give a little something to everybody, every age group. You know, Miley's really great at that, having like a well-rounded um, show, you know, a little something for everyone. Totally get it. Like the old people needed somebody for them. Get it. Yeah. But it, you, you, it, it, okay, it first of all, am, point in the show. am I the old person? Yes, I know. But, yes. but, but here's the thing, though. From someone who loves that music, he is the biggest name that you had there, other than Dolly. Dolly. Other than Dolly, but I, I'm sorry, but I feel like way more people know Dolly. She's way more recognizable. Her name is much more recognizable. Maybe so, but I would argue with you that he has more hits than Dolly Parton does. I don't know how many does he have. Dolly's got a lot. Well, just from looking at his 
I mean, Psycho Killer is... A, I don't even know that song. You don't even know Psycho Killer? How's it go? I don't know that. I mean, the, I fucking... Like, this must be the place. It's been covered so many times. Naive Melody. Once in a Lifetime. Burning Down the House. Road to Nowhere? I can't. I can't with you, Gen Z. I think you're Gen Z. I think you're Gen Z. I'm going to go ahead and say you're Gen Z. <laughs> Well, I'm glad you enjoyed it. That makes, um, yeah. that makes it, that's good. Someone, you know, someone enjoyed that part. I got to say my highlights. Yeah. I, honestly, obviously the best moment of the entire show was, uh, Miley and Dolly singing Wrecking Ball into I Will Always Love You. Like, yeah, that was just the most iconic thing that's ever happened. Obviously that was the best part of the show. Aside from that high points, Miley and Fletcher singing Midnight Sky. And you know what? The TikTokers agree with me. It is all over TikTok, Miley and Fletcher's like little like moment they were having. They fucking slayed. They were so good together. Fletcher's incredible. Her voice is amazing. Her stage presence is amazing. She's so fucking sweet. She's my new favorite person. Them two together was absolute TV gold. And obviously I'm right because it was a major TikTok moment for days afterwards. Well, that's good. Because boy, oh boy, do I have a New Year's Eve story. Oh, boy. Oh, you didn't even ask. I can't believe you didn't even ask me. What? About my New Year's Eve dates that I posted about. Your New Year's Eve dates? Did you not see? No. What are you talking about? Oh, you're going to be like, why didn't you kiss one of them? But as, it's for the best. Okay. Um, so I posted on my story yeah. that I took two dates to the New Year's show. So I took, I posted on my story and all, a bunch of tears were like, we need to hear about this. So I took Peter Krause and Alex Bordy to the New Year's Eve show. Stop it. Did. Why didn't you both? kiss either of those guys? <laughs> Because we're just friends. And I don't know. The vibe wasn't right. I don't know what to say. Oh, my God. You know, sometimes you got to make the vibe right. <laughs> I mean, did they make out with anybody on New Year's? No, I'm telling you, no one made out with anyone. Oh, my God. Well, are they both single? Um. Uh, yeah, they are. Sheesh. It's really disappointing. I'm really sorry. It's fine. Let me tell you about the debauchery that was my New Year's Eve. Did you go somewhere on New Year's Eve? So we went to Tahoe. Ah. We rented a beautiful snow chalet. I saw actually on the gram. Yeah. It was an amazing house. Sarah was the one who found it. It was fantastic. We had a hell of a crew. We had Cordover Street. We had Glenn Powell. We had Tanner Novlin and his wife, Kayla. We had our friends Sierra and Connor. Let me just tell you how fucking debaucherous this whole thing was. So... <laughs> We get in the day before New Year's, right? Okay. And it hasn't snowed, but we all know snow is a coming, right? Mm, mm -hmm. We get there. We make some tacos that first night. It's myself and Sarah and uh, Glenn and his girlfriend Gigi and our other friends Sierra and Connor and Cord and uh, his lady. We're waiting on Tanner and Kayla to come in the next day. So the next day... It dumps, and I shit you not, <laughs> four feet of snow. 
whoa, that's awesome. Yeah, so we were all like, this is beautiful. We go outside, we have a snowball fight. You know, we make a snowman, we're making snow angels. We're just having the time of our lives, right? But Tanner and Kayla still need to fly in. Not the best weather for flying in, you know? Yeah. So he's from Canada. He was in Saskatchewan, okay? So he was coming from a snowy place. He comes back to Los Angeles to drop his kids off, and then they both fly up to Reno. Now, while they're flying up there, the weather is too bad, so they divert over to Fresno. They land in Fresno, and he's like, I'm coming to this fucking thing. So he rents like a Subaru all-wheel drive. It's supposed to be like a four-hour drive. Let me tell you something. It ain't four-hour drive because it is bumper to bumper all the way up the mountain. It takes them like eight hours to get there, okay? Now, this is on New Year's Eve. So we're getting updates being like, when are you guys coming in? What's going on? And halfway through the day, the power out. Oh. The water out. (gasps) Oh, no. Now, all the girls are freaking out because without water, there is no toilets. Mm -hmm. And what are you going to do with the poops and the Mm pee-pees? So we end up filling a giant garbage can full of water and put it by the natural gas fire that's still like keeping us all warm and start melting down water for poop water. Okay. Oh my gosh. And then we're we're like, all right, someone's got to go to the store and get rations. We had no candles. We had no flashlights. We had no batteries, anything. So they all go, they go spend like $300 on candles. Also, hey, if you're, if you own a Tahoe house. I know. Come on. Come on. Have some candles around guys. Yeah, or a, fl- a flashlight? Come on. I know. So they go do that. Now, all the while, we're checking in with Tanner and Caleb being like, where are you guys? And also, we have to tell you the truth. Uh, you're coming to a place that's the third world country, okay? Got no heat, got no water, got no power, got nothing. But, yeah. but come along. So they drive up the hill, okay? Now, remember, yes, the roads are plowed, but the side streets where our little sh- mountain chalet is is not plowed. And there's four feet of snow on the ground. So they get off the road. Now, it's still a couple-mile drive when you get off the main road to our little house. He's driving a Subaru through the snow, and he's getting stuck, like, every, like, 20 feet. So he's backing up, and he's plowing into it, backing up, plowing into it, trying to get as close to the house as possible. Finally, they get three-quarters of a mile away from the house, and the car... Gets stuck. So he throws on the hazards, abandons the car in the dead of night during an absolute whiteout blizzard, and starts walking through four feet of snow with his wife to the chalet. Which, by the way, there's no cell service there. So, like, I don't know what would have happened. And Glenn and I are like, we got to go save him. Okay? Like, we... Oh, boy. And by the way, I'm the one, we were all going to try to go out to dinner, and it was like, you know, Hard Rock Cafe was trying to do that thing where it was like, $5,000 for a fucking table bottle. So we were like, fuck you guys, what? No. So I was like, guys, I'll cook a delicious meal for everybody. I'm a fantastic nice cook, you. you know. My plan was to roast a prime rib, and then also roast a chicken. Well, the ovens didn't work, so your boy was working with a Weber, okay? I was on on the grill roasting shit on a Weber grill. God damn, I'm a good cook if I could pull it off. But anyways, I digress. No power, no lights, okay? 
All we got is, is natural gas in the fireplace. Our friends are stranded about a mile down the road, okay? So Glenn and I are like, we're going to go save them. I'm, we're walking down the road, and it is the snow is past my penis, okay? It is halfway up my body, and I'm just trudging through. And about a quarter of a mile into it, I go, Glenn, oh, no. And Glenn's like, what? I was like, dude, I didn't even think about it. And he goes, think about what? And I go, luggage. And he was like, oh, fuck. So we keep going. And by this time, Cord and Connor have joined us in our pursuit oh, wow. as Lewis and Clark through the wilderness, cutting through the back roads to save <laughs> our friends who have traveled a many a distance to get to us, to be with, us, be with us on this last day of 2022 and ring in 2023 in style. And we're yelling out, Nothing but the whistling through the trees. And all of a sudden, we hear people talking. That must be them. No, it's a family sledding. And they're like, happy oh. holidays. Happy New Year's Eve. We're like, we're looking for our friends. Have you seen anyone? Has anyone died on the route coming up the mountain? And they're like, no, we haven't seen anybody. Keep on going. Keep on going. So we're like, fuck it. We keep on we're trudging through. And I'm, you know, dressed relatively nicely. It's New Year's Eve. And finally, we get about three quarters of a mile down the road. Snowbank whistles through the trees, almost like a movie. The snow splits and you see these two figures trudging slowly towards us. And Tanner is raw dog in both these very large suitcases through four feet of fucking snow. I gotta say, I am impressed with Tanner's upper body strength and lower body strength, just strength and, and his core strength, all the strengths. Because <laughs> how could he be doing this? And they're not small, like little like carry-ons. No, these are check luggage bags. Yeah, this is not fucking around luggage. Yeah. So it's like, oh my god, I found you! This is amazing. Big hug or whatever. And then we're we're like, you don't worry about the luggage. We got this. No. So Glenn grabs one, I grab one, and I am fucking having struggling getting this thing through. I get about a quarter mile down the way. I'm like, I don't know how he was doing it. So then I was like, Connor, you're gonna you're gonna have to help me. So then we start we started tag teaming it together, and you know we were, I got the front, you got the back, kind of a thing. Anyways, it takes forever for us to get back, but we make it back, and then we had to be like, so um just so you know, there's no power, <laughs> there's no water. <laughs> we have poop water. Uh, it's a melting right now. It's so nasty. I cook a delicious meal. Somehow I figure out how to, I'm the, I'm the Weber king because I was able to make an absolutely delicious roast, an amazing chicken. The mushroom risotto that Cord made was top-notch. We have an absolutely fantastic New Year's Eve in the dark. That's cute. And then lo and behold, the power comes back on right oh. before midnight. So oh. we got to turn on uh, your sister's program mm -hmm. and enjoy New Year's Eve in the light. It was a New Year's Eve miracle. Wow. Love that for you. Yeah. So then later, one of the girls comes up to me and she's like, hey, you know, it'd be really funny if you go turn off all the power and you freak everybody out. And I was like, that's a good joke. I like this joke. Let's go do that. Evil. So she's like, I'm going to be filming. I'm going to be like, everyone get together for a photo, but I'm really going to be videoing it. And you go down and then you hit the power. And I'm like, okay, I like that. I like this joke. This is a good joke. 
So I trudge down there and I wait a couple minutes and then turn off all the power. Everything goes off and it's, you just hear everyone go. So she's like, all right, everyone, cheese. And then it goes power off. And then it's, ah, fuck, no. Oh, no, fuck it, no, no. And then I just hear Sarah go, the poop water. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. What was funny about that was I was kind of so drunk that I couldn't figure out how to turn everything back on. So then like the TV didn't work after that. And also the internet and everyone was really mad at me. Or at least I, I, I thought everyone was really mad at me. I'm not sure if anyone really gave a shit, but uh, it ended up working the next day. So that's how New Year's Eve ended. Now, let me wow. tell you how the trip ended. So then we were flying out of Reno. Yeah. How much longer did you stay? We stayed uh, one more one more day and night. And then we were coming back on the second. We drive down to Reno, right? And so I've got a oh, fucking idiot. I've got a SUV, but it's not four-wheel drive. So I'm going down the mountain just like, like, don't die. Don't kill these people. So I get everyone down. We get to Reno, get to the airport. We're there, and they're like, oh, so your flight's still delayed, but, like, don't worry. And we're like, oh, okay, whatever. And then, like, they come on the intercom. They're like, okay, so, ah, you know, um, the flight couldn't land because of like low visibility. So uh, we're going to sit tight and see if like things clear up and see if he can, if they can land. They've been diverted to Oakland. We're like, okay. So we wait like two hours and then they've got a flight coming in from Orange County. And they're like, if this flight lands, then we'll know that like the other one can land and you guys will be able to go. And we're like, okay. And then that flight can't land. So they're like, yeah, so this is going to be canceled. And we're like, okay, so there's their flights tomorrow, but it was JSX. So there are no flights tomorrow. So we were like, what do we do? And they're like, you got to figure it out. So we went and rented a car. No. And drove the what's supposed to be seven and a half hours from Reno to Los Angeles. So I was thinking, like, surely there's a there's a highway that like just cuts over to the five, and then we'll just be like jamming down the five. No, let me tell you something, guys. If you're going to Reno from Los Angeles, you are going through three national parks. Okay. Wow. You should have four wheel drive and chains, which we did not have. We went through. The Tahoe National Park. We went through Yosemite National Park. Sounds gorge. We went through Mammoth National Park. It was actually beautiful. But we're fucking, my buddy Connor was driving. We are white knuckling it through there at 25 miles an hour because we got no chains. We got no four-wheel drive. The fact that we made it home is a miracle in itself. And that was the beginning Another of- Another New Year's miracle. I guess. Oh. You can glass out full that thing, I suppose. And I see what you're doing there. Yeah, I mean, you're alive, you know? You saw a few national parks. Nothing to complain about, really. I know. I'm embarrassed to say this. This is the first time I've been to Yosemite. It's so close. I'm dying to get there. It's beautiful. Yeah. At least from what I saw when I got out and what? took a took a pee-pee. What a trip. I know. We are so far into this show and we should probably start it. We've talked about absolutely nothing. I know. Who wants to start the first- episode of 2023. On Why don't the you do the honors? All right. Bros and hoes, you're listening to your favorite thing podcast with Wells and Brandy. All right, YFTers. I mean, there's a lot of sleep hacks out there. We were actually talking about noise machines earlier, but there's also like no snacking at night, yoga before bed, meditation. I try to do that. Instead of trying them all, you can immediately transform your sleep with Bowl and Branch. We're talking about the best-selling sheets ever. Incredible on night one and only get softer with every single wash. Brandy and I love 
bowl and branch sheets. I truly do. I just got home from being gone for like two weeks and there's just nothing better than getting in my own bed with my cozy, cozy bedding. And for me, that is my bowl and branch sheets. They are made with the finest 100% organic cotton and are completely free from toxins. They feel so buttery soft, but they're so breathable at the same time. And they're perfect for the summer months ahead where it's a bit toasty out. Plus, they offer a 30-night worry-free guarantee so you can wash, style, and sleep in their sheets for an entire month. And if you don't love them, you can send them right back. That's right. Sleep better with the softest, most breathable bedding from Bowl & Branch. Get 15% off your order when you use promo code FAVORITE at bowlandbranch.com. That's Bowl & Branch, B-O-L-L-A-N-D-B-R-A-N-C-H.com. Promo code FAVORITE THING. Oh, man. So... I can't believe another year of uh, the pod just keeps on trucking along. I know. Keeps on going. Keeps on cheering them out. (laughs) You got any uh, New Year's resolutions? I don't really do resolutions. What are you, too good for resolutions? I just think they're silly. Like, I don't know. I think they're a little silly. I used to do a thing where I would like make, have like a word, pick a word Mm -hmm. for like the year, but now everyone kind of does that. And so I'm kind of like, "Mm, I don't know about that either. But I I do like to like sit down and like write down my goals for the year and say them out loud, just a little like manifestation situation. So I did that. But yeah, I don't know about the resolution thing. That's good. What are you doing like sober January or some shit like everybody else? I am eight days into sober January. There it is. Or nine days, I suppose. But I'm not doing sober January because I know that there are things that are happening this month where I'm going to drink. But mm-hmm. I did say, like, I needed a little bit of a break. And it's amazing how quickly, like, the, the bloat in your face goes away when you stop drinking, you know? <laughs> oh, yeah. And, like, you lose a bunch of weight. Like, I've it, just done it for, like, a week, and I've lost some bullshit weight. So um, Hilarious. I know I'm so early in on this, but, like, what a what an idea. What a thought. I feel so good in the morning. So on my other podcast with Tyler Florence, which, by the way, everyone should listen to, Two Dudes in a Kitchen, great episode, great show. Uh, we talk about cooking. And we were talking about it, and he's like, yeah, man, we're, well, he's like, I'm a little older than you, but, like, we're at an age now where you really only can drink if it's, like, an important thing. Yep. You can't just drink willy-nilly because the hangovers last a couple days. Like, you wake up in the middle of the night with your heart beating. Like, it's not worth it. So, like, less is, like, a really good bottle of wine or, like, a really cool moment. Like, there's just no point in it. And I was like, you're 100% right. Just having a glass of wine for dinner. Why? What are you doing? Yeah. This is going to be my life going forward. I will drink, like, socially at, like, functions mm-hmm. if it's, like, if it means something. Just drinking for drinking's sake, I'm too old for it now. I'm done. Yeah. I don't know. I've never been somebody that, like, drinks at home. I never really got into that, so I don't really have to give it up. But yeah. I agree. Like, I'll have, uh, like, lately I feel like if I go out to dinner or something, I'll have, like, one cocktail, like, one nice drink, and mm-hmm. that is it. Like, the minute I have a second, I'm just done. Yeah. Toasted for a few days. So that's kind of like, I guess, like one resolution. My other resolution is is that I'm going to try to be like really, really positive and put out as much positive energy into the world because I feel like I'll get that back. So it's like, this is like a very like self-fulfilling, egocentric thing where I'm trying to do good because I think it'll come back to me. But I do think that, I believe that. I think I've always been a very positive and nice human being, but I think I, need, I want to do more of that. I want to be 
even more positives and good vibrations into the world. And then I think that'll be get good vibrations. The other thing that I'm doing, and Glenn showed me this, and I thought it was very cool. The app is called Journey, not an ad, should be, maybe it will be going forward. One day he was like, he was like, all right, so what did we do yesterday? And so we were like going through like all the things we did. And so I was like, what are you doing? He's like, oh, I'm writing, writing this all down in this app. And I was like, what is the app? And it's called Journey. Effectively, it's a journal. Mm-hmm. This is on your phone. And you write down like what you did that day or the day beforehand. You can put in like pictures or like who you're with or locations and weather. It's like it kind of does everything. And then you can make it into a book if you want or whatnot. And then it kind of shows That's you cool. like memories. Your phone kind of does this naturally. But I've always been like, my life is not that interesting to like denote And then I started doing this this year and like nothing's happening this, like the beginning of this year. And I'm reading through it and I was like, oh, actually a bunch of interesting things have happened to me that I'm glad that I've written down. So anyways, I'm going to try to do that. I'm going to try to be like every night before I go to bed, just be like, all right, this is what happened. This is who I was with. This is how I felt. And yeah, I have a journal now. Cute. I have a dear diary. Today, Brandy told me I had a good idea. What a fun day. (laughs) That's adorable. Yeah. I love that. Well, guess what cool-ass thing happened to me a couple nights ago? What? You should write it in your journal. My journal is this podcast, let's be honest. That's fair. Verbal journal. Oh, my God. Guess who sat at the table right across from me? Larry David. The other night. No. Oh, okay. Why would I be excited about that? I don't know, because I would be. I had a view of him for a a two-and-a-half-hour dinner. Oh, and I absolutely stared at him the entire night. Oh, Theo James. No, but close. Okay. The, the, the other guy that from the Game of Thrones you like so much, his name is? His name is... Um, oh, no. No? Okay. What's his name? Mikhail Hussman? I fucking wish. No. Okay. I, I don't know. Who? Luke Grimes. Who's that? Casey Dutton from Yellowstone. Oh. Come on. Is he the guy that was in Goodwill Hunting? Was he? Is he like the adopted son? No, no, no. He's the hot one, the cowboy. Oh, yeah. He's the one that has uh, music out that you said you didn't like. Yes. And you know what? I was like, oh, my God. I was like, so I was like, I was like gearing myself up. So let let me just start from the beginning here. So I'm meeting some friends at Soho House and um, I'm five seconds away and one of them texts and they're like, you're not going to believe who's here. And I, before she even said it, I knew who it was because I've been hearing from people that they've seen him there and that he's been in town a lot, which makes sense because he's doing music now. And so, but when she said, you're not going to sit here, I knew immediately. And I was like, I'm five seconds away. Be there soon. So I get there and we're standing at the bar and I'm like, okay, all right, I'm just going to go up to him um, and say, hey man, I, I really like your new song. Cause yeah. you can't go up to him and say anything about Yellowstone. Cause that's what everyone does. And mm-hmm. that's annoying. But I, I was like ready to like feed into like the egocentric aspect of an artist and be like, I love your song so much. But I was like, what if? What if by some insane thing, somebody somewhere said, hey, I heard on this podcast, this girl trash your song. Yeah. And the, mm-hmm. what if he says that back to me? I was so worried, but I was like, the odds are so no, slim. Very if slim. he does say that, I can work with it somehow. Yeah. So I was like, I was like amping myself up for this. And then um, he had gone to like sit. There's like a like a restaurant section in the back, and she was like, I he went. I saw him go back that way and sit at a table. And I was like, all right, well, we, we were having dinner, so I was like, all right, let's go get a table. And so I go back there, and the hostess knows me and whatever. And she's like, hey, where do you want to sit? Like, pick your table. And I was like, I'll take that one. And mm. it was the one right next to their table, and nice. with like the perfect view. And I sit down and look across, and his wife is sitting right next to him. Ah. And I was like, oh. 
Uh, that dumb bitch. She's gorgeous, by the way. Um, Is she? But anyway, I did have a very nice window. Like I, I think I stared at him all night. It's. I'm shocked he didn't notice he probably did and i just didn't notice him noticing but ladies he is just as gorgeous in real life if not more so absolutely stunning what a lovely gift it's too bad someone wasn't like hey did you know that's billy ray cyrus's daughter over there (sighs) and then he would have been like oh my god he can help my career and then that and then you guys i'm not sure he can have you seen him lately (laughs) (laughs) well i don't know i don't know (laughs) not sure about that one but uh but yeah so i mean here's the thing listen all jokes aside, yes, he's gorgeous, but obviously he's married, and I'm going to respect that. Yeah. We'd love to be friends with the guy, right? So mm. I don't know. He seems to visit Nashville a lot. Maybe one of these days we'll be at the bar and um, you know, start chatting and become friends and stuff. Who knows? I, hey, Luke, if you're listening to this, I want you to know that on the episode where she said she didn't like the song, I said I liked it. Okay? So if you, It's not—listen, I think I just have such high expectations of him because I think he's amazing yeah. that I was just like— expecting something else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know what? We're going to stick with him. Um, we're going to stick with him. He's going to put out more music. I, I I, I believe in him. Yeah. Well, that's amazing. Congratulations. Oh, what a great time. So do you have any fave things, bro? Or what's ha- what's 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 oh, going bro, on? I got some fave things. Okay, tell me about it. Sticking with our yellow tra- Yellowstone train, uh-huh. have you fucking started no. 1923? No, oh, my God, Wells. Is Han Solo everything that you want him to be? Is what? Who? Han Solo. Indiana Jones. Oh, wait. Who are we talking about? Han Solo. You're talking about Harrison Ford? Yes! I don't give a fuck about Harrison Ford. You don't give a fuck about one of the greatest actors of ours or any other generation? Indiana Jones! Listen, he's lovely. The Fugitive! He's lovely. But if you will just watch this show, you'll understand why Harrison Ford is so overlooked for me. Mm. About Helen Mirren, is she great? She, you know what? She's also lovely. I love her. I met her one time, like over a decade ago in London. I was with Miley. We were doing something and she was on the same talk show as Mile and she was just so lovely. So yes, I love Helen Mirren. However, Jerome Flynn, he was in Game uh, Game of Thrones. Thrones. He's the bad guy in this, you know. Michelle Randolph, her sister was on The Bachelorette. I know. I know Michelle. And I think it's like, it's so crazy. I mean, she is one of the most beautiful people I've ever seen in my whole life. Um, Very cool that she's on the show. Um, However, you have to watch it. There's a man Mm -hmm. that plays the character Spencer Dutton. Brandon Skellner. Oh, my God. Is he hot? He doesn't look that hot. First of all, he's fucking gorgeous. Second of all, Taylor Sheridan. Uh Uh-huh. It's like he wrote this character just for me. No. uh, Just for me, Wells. Let me tell you something about Taylor Sheridan. He loves a beautiful blonde girl with boobs. Oh, well, yeah. And a very handsome white man with facial hair. (laughs) Yeah, he does. Yeah. Um, okay, since you haven't seen it, I'm just going to give you the lowdown here give me without the writing anything. Spencer Dutton. Everyone's very confused by, like, the family tree of this whole thing, which is understandable because I am too. But I'm pretty sure Spencer Dutton is Tim McGraw's character's youngest son. Okay. From what I understand. From what I understand, Harrison Ford's character is Tim McGraw's brother. Okay. So it's his uncle or whatever. But that, but like Tim McGraw's character died. You know, we didn't see it. We didn't see it happen. But the the idea is that like he died after 1883, and his brother came in to like defend the family ranch, right? And so he's like raised Spencer as his own. Oh, what a storyline! The minute they put this man on a horse, it is going to be just the end of me. The end of me. Okay. 
The show's great, though. Yeah. I think you would like anything that Taylor Sheridan does. I mean, I'm a huge fan. Taylor, put me in your show. Yeah, why don't you hit him up? Ask him. I need to. Actually, the producer of all this, all these shows, um, his name is John Linson. He lives across the street from my mom's best friend, Gabby, and I've met him before. Maybe I just need to go like knock on John's door next time I'm in Malibu and be like, hey, John, can you write me a role? Because obviously you guys did that for Lainey Wilson, and it worked out great for you, so I feel like you should do it for me. Yeah, and you're, you're a hot blonde, so, you know. Yeah, I can, I can get a boob job real quick, you know? Yeah, we can just we can throw in some chicken cutlets in there. No one's going to know. Yeah, It'll be totally. Yeah. I already know how to ride a horse. I don't need to go to cowboy camp, but I will go to cowboy camp because it looks so fun and it sounds like a dream come true, but yeah. Yeah, all right. I think okay, we should get to Okay, but for real, I do need you to watch the show because there okay. are other aspects of the show besides the gorgeous man um, to discuss and talk about, and I would love for you to watch it. All right, I'll check it out. We finally watched Glass Onion. I'm not sure if you've seen, have you seen that? I didn't like it. What? What did I didn't like it? I I tried so hard, but the first one was just so good. This one just didn't. I don't know. This one didn't do it for me. Did you watch the whole thing? Yeah. Okay. What? So what didn't you like about it? I don't know. It just. I don't know. It just didn't hold my attention very well, and it just all seemed like kind of disconnected and just like overly cheesy. Like I get it. Like that's kind of the vibe of that whole knives out vibe is like the cheesiness of it all but like it just it wasn't working for me i don't know wow i 100 percent disagree with you i loved it i thought it was so fun i know i saw you post about it or something i did on the instagram where it's like you can write something what the fuck is that you can write something where it's like oh the stupid notes i don't know what that means i don't know what, what's I happening I, w- I wish there was a way to hide them i hate them yeah i don't really get it anyways why have tears this is another one of those times where brandy has a bad take glass onion is very good. And also, it's going to win a bunch of things. So I'm going to Is be... It? Yeah, I think so. Uh, do you agree that the first one was just way better, though? The first one was good. I mean, it's a, it's it's a murder mystery whodunit, and I know. it's fun to, like, try to figure out, like, what's happening. I could see that, like, a lot of people are distracted by Daniel Craig's kind of, like, weird Southern accent, but uh-huh. I kind of like it because he's over the top, and I love his character. But the cast for this one, I mean, you have Ed Norton, you have Kate Hudson, you have Dave Bautista, you have Janelle Monet, who is just, she's so good. You have Catherine Hahn, who's amazing in everything she does. You have the chick from... Um, Madeline Klein. Yeah, she's from Outer Banks. Outer Banks, yeah. She is great in it. Leslie Odom Jr. Like, I know. Hugh Grant's in it. Ethan Hawke is in it for like two seconds. Serena Williams, for some reason. Natasha Leone. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Steven Maybe that's the issue. Maybe there's too many recognizable people in it. You're, you, what you're angry is the casting is too good? I don't know. I just, I don't know. Sometimes like, who was I talking about this with the other day? Sometimes like when they cast cast like too like re- too much too like recognizable of a person you don't you can't get lost in a character the same way because that's all you see is the actor and that's kind of how I felt about watching this movie no I, okay anyways I loved it I thought it was fun we, I was trying to figure it out because we also watched the menu last night you think it's a murder mystery then it turns into a horror but I was asking Sarah why do you think murder mysteries are like the rage these days? And she's like, I'm not really sure. But like they, they are like they are very popular right now. And I think it has to do with the fact that we have such a shit attention span because of TikTok and Instagram and Twitter and everything and like everything. Like everyone's watching shows while on their phone. They're not like giving things 100 percent. 
But like murder mysteries make you focus in because you want to try to, you want to be the one who figures out what happens. Like at least that's how Sarah and I do it. A quarter of the way through, like, who do you think it is? And then like halfway through, who do you think it is? And then like, pause it. Hold on. I got, I got a couple theories here. It's like, you're kind of playing along. Like it's clue and you're playing along and I think it's genius. I saw Netflix bought like the knives out franchise for like some crazy amount of money. Cause you can keep doing this forever and they're very, very popular. Anyways, Glass Onion's great. Brandy's an idiot. You should watch that. I don't know. I just loved the first one so much that this one just didn't measure up. Like, you thought the first White Lotus was good, but in comparison, it was shite to White Lotus 2. I think the second one was better. Okay. Good. Yeah. Anyways, that brings me into my next one, which is the menu. Have you seen the menu? I have not. It's so good. Sarah says it's her favorite movie of 2022, which wow. that's saying a lot. I don't know if I would go that far, but I did really enjoy it. I think I liked it more than Glass Onion. Here's the tag. A young couple travels to a remote island to eat at an exclusive restaurant where the chef has prepared a lavish menu with some shocking surprises. The menu... So it's Anya Taylor-Joy, she's the lead, and then Nicholas Holt, who's been in A Million Things, and then Ralph Fiennes is the chef. He is Voldemort in Harry Potter, and he's in, in A Million Things. John Leguizamo is in it. Uh, Judith Light, who was Angela and Who's the Boss? Anyways, I love that. So it starts out with, like, this couple going on this boat to this island to, like, a three, like a three Michelin star restaurant where it's like a 16 course thing. And it's like this whole elaborate thing. And then it turns into just like a very, very dark horror thriller. Mm. And it's fantastic. Ralph Fiennes is so good in it. And Anya, Anya Taylor-Joy is very good. The whole thing's good. Go check it out. Okay. Watch. If you like scary movies and horror movies, the menu is fantastic. Cute. Yeah. I binge watched season two of Jenny and Georgia. I already mm -hmm. finished it. Okay. Did you ever watch season one of that show? No, I don't know. You know what that is. What? I mean, what? I'm not really sure it's your kind of show. It's not really. I can't imagine it's like really targeted for the male audience in any way, shape or form. However, yeah. um, great show. And I liked season two so much. I mean, season one was good. Good. Don't get me wrong. Loved season one, but season two is great. Like I thought it was so much better. And I think that's rare to love like a second season or a second installment more than the first one. But I don't know, maybe one of those things where like, you know, a season one, like Netflix isn't sure how the show's going to go, but obviously it did so well and people loved it so much. Maybe they gave, gave them so much bigger budget for season two. Like I'm not really sure, but Season two is phenomenal. It's such a good show. If you maybe you pull up the synopsis, I, I can't imagine people haven't heard of it unless you're Wells. But what um, is it called? But it's it's called Jenny and George, Jenny and Georgia, and they, Jenny with a G. And so it's about it's like a mother daughter story or whatnot. The mother gets pregnant at 15 and, and um has this little girl, and basically she's like moved around her whole life, and then they kind of end up in this like very rich. Uh, suburb of Boston, but the mother has like obviously like lied and stolen and, she, and cheated her way into like this life that she, that she's wanted to make for her kids or whatnot. And so it's like a little bit coming of age where you follow Jenny and she's in high school and making friends for the first time and dating for the first time and just the ins and outs of that and just all sorts of things. Like it's it's just very well done. All the actors are absolutely phenomenal. 
Um, and it's just a cute, really cute show. Also, Jason Street from Friday Night Lights is in it. He plays the mayor and uh, George's fiance, uh, which is fun. And um, it's just really cute. It's it's a great show. Jenny Miller, an angsty 15-year-old, often feels more mature than her 30-year-old mother, the irresistible and dynamic Georgia Miller. Ginny and Georgia, this seems like Gilmore Girls. So it's kind of a cross between, like, Gilmore Girls and, do you remember that show Degrassi? No, but I know that's what? where Drake got his start. You never watched Degrassi? No, because I'm not a Canadian. Oh, my God. I watched that show. Everyone watched that show. I'm older than you. You're nuts. Anyway, a lot of the cast is actually from Degrassi, which is hilarious. Oh. Like, there's, like, three or four of them. Um, but it's – I have actually was watching a couple of interviews with, um, with Jenny and Georgia in real life. Um, and they were saying that before the show started, they watched Gilmore Girls to kind of, like – be inspired by that mother-daughter dynamic a little bit and whatnot. This show is much edgier, obviously much more modern than Gilmore Girls, but it's like is very similar in that mother-daughter dynamic. And if you loved Gilmore Girls, I'm sure you'll love this show. It's great. I loved it a lot. Watched it in like a day and a half. All right. I will not watch that, but it looks great. It looks <laughs> great. Not. Did you see Avatar 2? No, we. I want to go, but did you see it? It's so good. Uh, did you see it in 4D? No, but I saw it in 3D. Have you heard about 4D, though? Okay, let me tell you something. Yeah. So this is the first movie I've seen in in years, like way before pandemic, right? Like mm -hmm. I haven't been to a movie theater in forever. I think we've talked about this. So I'm, I'm, I'm on there looking at, for tickets, and there's so many options. There's yeah. 3D. There's 3D IMAX. There's a, a, R, RFD or some weird acronym for something that I'm not sure what it is. There's 4D. There's like there's like six different ways yeah. to go watch a 3D movie now. Well, have you there's, heard There's one with like three screens. Have you seen that one? No. Yeah, there, I don't know what it's called. It's one of those weird acronyms, but you go into the theater and, and instead of the one big IMAX screen, there's three. So there's screens on the side of you too, so that you feel like you're like fully immersed like a 180 view of the movie. Interesting. It's nuts, but we just I just we just did regular 3D, but I was very overwhelmed by the choices. Yeah. I and then I saw on TikTok where there's a a version where you can go and it's like it's like that ride at Disneyland where your seat moves and it's like interactive and it's moving when like crazy things are happening in the movie. That's what 4D is and it also like, you know, in Soar in the World at Disneyland where like That's, it, that's what I just said, the Disneyland ride. Yeah, like it puffs uh, yes, smells. Like scents. Yeah. yeah. And uh, blows Thor, wind Thor at you. California is the ride. Yeah, but now they it goes over the world because you can oh, go. It does? Yeah. Oh, oh, oh. I've been Disney World in a minute. Disneyland. Um, no, but yeah, I saw that too. And that looked crazy. Yeah, that's what I want to go do. Anyway, so it's oh, good. I mean, everyone's saying it's good. But is it, it's, but is it really long? You know what? It is really long, but I it didn't bother me one bit. I enjoyed the whole thing. And when we sat down, I guess like the rumor was like the first hour and a half was was boring. And then it got good is what everybody was saying. Mm -hmm. But I loved the whole entire thing. I thought it was so good. My only complaint, mm -hmm. I do have one small complaint. Okay. I don't know if you've seen, but basically like everyone in the movie is a blue avatar except this one fucking kid. He mm -hmm. looks like a little Tarzan and he's a human boy. Yeah. I'm sorry. I did not like his character. It was way too much of him. I, it, it's, it was just the only part about it that I just didn't really like. I felt like they could have just really minimized his role, but Got it. that's just me. Okay. Yeah. We're in, I want to go see it, but I want to go see it where they, where they puff sense in my face. Yeah. 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 It's phenomenal. I would go see it again. Really? Loved it. All right. I have a couple bones to pick. 
Oh, you do, huh? Yeah. Um, Let's hear it. Into 2023. Couple bones to pick. Number one, hey, iPhone. Mm. Let's stop thinking that the word THR is a word because it isn't a word. And I don't know why you think that when I accidentally spell THR, I don't automatically mean T-H-E as in the word the, probably the second most utilized word in the English dictionary. What the fuck is, what is T-H-R? Is T-H-R an acronym for something that I don't know? I don't know. But every time it either gets changed to T-H-R or it thinks T-H-R is a thing. T-H-R is not a thing, iPhone. Do better. I think this is a you problem. Really? I don't have this issue. Damn. Okay. I've got other issues with other words, but not that one. The other thing, the, the TikTok is starting to annoy me. I have to be honest with you. There are things I still love about it. I can sense the algorithm and that starts to annoy me. Like I can sense when it knows something's angered me and then it starts feeding more of that and then it starts to build my anger and I'm like, stop that. That's not what I want here. And I'll tell you one of those things. You know how people like film their like interactions with cops and, and like cops, oh, yeah. cops being kind of like bullies or, mm-hmm. you know, like overreaching their power and it makes me very upset and it starts to feed me that and I'm like I don't want I don't want to feel upset like it it annoys me that this is how cops sometimes act you know but then also there's probably a million videos that don't get posted of cops being good guys so you know fuck I don't know but anyways that annoys me but you know what even annoys me more and I don't even know if you get this but I get this for some reason I don't even know why because I'm not a 12 year old fucking girl okay Hmm. but I get these videos of guys that are just going up to pretty girls and lo and behold a camera's pointed at this girl like on a park bench reading and the guy's like with a guitar he's like hey dude what's your favorite music and she's like what and she's he's like what's your favorite music and she's like I don't know country and then he starts he's like well who who do you like and he's like oh I don't know I like fucking Jason Aldean oh then he starts starts playing a Jason Aldean like song really well and the girl's just sitting there being like in awe of the whole thing. That's the fucking lamest thing I've ever seen in my entire life. Okay. (laughs) That's one step above the annoying fucking guy at a house party who brings his guitar and sings every fucking John Mayer song from room for squares. I hate you so much and I don't want you to be on this planet any longer. Stop doing that. Also, it's so fucking staged cuz why would some girl just like totally be fine with someone setting up a camera pointed right at them in a park while they're reading fucking Dostoevsky? Like it's Is it a camera or a phone? Either way. It's so fucking lame, dude. It always the girls always like like wooed and whatever. And I'm sorry if someone did that to me, I would slap them in the face and be like, "Get the fuck away from me, you weirdo." I'm not asking for a concert. I wanted to read this book. Get away from me. And it's, oh God, it bugs me so much. Okay, don't you, serenade wells, got it. Have you seen those though? I've seen a couple, yeah. Aren't they, are they the, not the most douchey things in the world? I mean, yeah, I just scroll right past them. I rage watch them. <laughs> Rage. That's why you keep getting. I know. That's exactly right. It's what I I, change the thing to things that I love. Mm. Change the algorithm to things that I love. UFO stuff, Mm. Sasquatch stuff. Which, by the way, just go search those things once, and then it'll it'll start popping up. Yeah, I don't know how to do that. Remember how I wanted to have like a weird conspiracy thing, and I was like, yes, I'm starting to get to Sasquatch. I'm starting Ooh. to think that maybe Big Bigfoot might be real. Okay. I've seen some videos. I mean, they're always shitty and grainy, but like, and like maybe they do have some cloaking ability. I don't know. I, mm. And I, I think that that's a harmless one. Like, I don't think that that's going to send me down like some weird QAnon path. 
of being like, I think Sasquatch is, is real. I mean, I don't really yet, but like, I'm starting to be like, I, I could be convinced of this, I think. Very interesting. Yeah. Do you know who Doug Benson is? Mm-mm. He's a comic and I've, um, I've done podcasts with him. Um, he does a podcast that's called Getting Doug with High. And then he also does another one called Doug Loves Movies. And we did a live show at the Dynasty Typewriter, which was so much fun, where we just talk about movies and we play a couple games. So you should go listen to it. It's really fun. It was, but it's also very, very scary because it's like all stand-up comedians and then me on the stage. And it's like, well, I have no business being there. Mm-hmm. So so we're we're giving up your stand-up career? No, I'm gonna I'm gonna still I'm still gonna do it. Don't worry. Okay, cool, cool. I'm gonna start I, I honestly, honestly. One of my 2023 things is, oh is, boy! I, here's the thing: I'm I'm not saying that I'm going to start doing stand up. Mm-hmm. I think I'm going to write a 20 minute special just to see mm-hmm. if I can do it because I think I have 20 minutes of material just from like doing this show. Like go I can mm-hmm. go through my notes and find like all of my like rants and this like the fucking TikTok thing I just did. Like I feel like that's mm-hmm. a good bit, right? Mm-hmm. So I think I want to write it and I want to see if I think that that's funny and then maybe we'll take it on the road <laughs> or, okay, 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 or okay. it'll just be like the 10 minutes I do before we go li- uh, on a live thing with oh, YFT. We're, we're still, we're still doing that. Yeah. Why not? Cool. 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 We can do it. Do you have some big things coming up, bro, or what? What do I have coming up? Um, I think next thing on my Cal is Sundance. Cool. Is in two weeks. Sundance Film Festival is in Park City, Utah, if you guys don't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, I am DJing at the cabin on Main Street for like an opening night of Sundance Festival on the 20th. So if you're in uh, Salt Lake or Park City, come out and party. It's it's um, that club in Park City. I've said it before. It's like one of my favorite places I play. It's just like very small. The vibes are great. People really come out to party and dance, and it's always a good time, especially during Sundance. So I'm doing that and I'm doing a couple other things during the weekend for Sundance, which I'm excited about. And then I'm going out to LA the first weekend of February um, to see the fam. It's Grammy weekend. So there's some parties going on and stuff like that. And then, yeah, I I do have a couple other exciting things that are going to happen towards the end of February, but I can't talk about them yet. Okay. TBD. Got it. What about you? What are you doing? I'm going to Orlando next week with Ben Higgins. Ah, your little annual golf trip. Yep, and uh, Chris Harrison and my buddy Robbie Amell and Alfonso Ribeiro and a bunch of other folks. And we are going to do the uh, Hilton Grand Vacation Tournament of Champions where we will be playing golf alongside the best lady golfers in the world with the LPGA. You can buy tickets if you're, like, close to Orlando uh, come to it. I don't think it's like super expensive. We did it last year and it's not like there's so many people there where like you wouldn't get to like interact with all of us because you totally, like I talked to, I think everyone who wanted like to like talk to me about the bachelor or sh- and shit, you know, I fucking talk cause you're walking 18 holes and people were like, Hey, you know, they'd come and find me or Ben or whatever and, and talk. So if you want to come and do that, it'd be so cool. I'm so excited to go do it. I'm terrified because my game is not where it needs to be. But I'm really excited mm. to see Ben. I'm excited to see Ben's parents. I'm excited because uh, Harrison got invited. So I, I don't know. I'm not sure if he's uncanceled yet. He's coming. My buddy Robbie Amell is coming. So it's going to be a blast. So please come to that if you can. If you're like in Orlando and stuff and uh, you got like a day. And also like we, I know we have a lot of lady listeners. If, you're, if your man likes golf, this is a good way of like 
you guys get to meet like your bachelor people. And there's also other, like a lot of uh, other like real celebrities and like real athletes. Then your boyfriend could be like, oh my God, there's Roger Clemens will be there. Or Larry Fitzgerald is a big name in sports. Or Vince Carter, I think is going to be there. Like it's going to be crazy. It's going to be so much fun. We're going to do that. And then to stick on the golf theme that I'm going up to Monterey for the AT&T Pro-Am uh, which will be a lot of fun. And I'm playing in like a little par three thing at the Hay on the Wednesday right before it starts. Then uh, we'll be walking around on Thursday and Friday and stuff. Uh, and I'll be also be doing that with Ben and I think Dean and a bunch of other people. So yeah, that's what I got going on like kind of through the month. Just golf, baby, golf. Just golf. And then hopefully I'll uh, start going back to work, I guess. I don't know. It's cute how your phone case matches your shirt today. This is a Faraday shirt. I meant to compliment it when we started the show, but you, you were on a rant, so I forgot. Yeah. We rep Faraday a lot. I like this shirt yeah. a lot. Where I actually wore it. This was the shirt I think I wore when I was trudging through four feet of snow. Oh, cute. Yeah. So Snowproof. Love it. Yeah. All right. Uh, Why of Tears, we're sorry we left you for a week. I know. Sorry it, about that. It felt weird, but... We're... Somehow I got thrown under the bus for that, by the way, on social. Yeah, I saw that. I don't know why, because I think we both agreed that that... We did agree. Yeah. And it wasn't my idea at all. Well, I think we both, it was both of our ideas. Well, one is, is like, at the end of the year, people are busy and stuff. And like, what's the point of this? Like, do we need to have this out? But after skipping week, I'm like, oh, I don't like it at all. I know. Skipping a week is not it. It's not it. So anyways, no. we learned, we learned a lesson, you know? We learned, yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, we're happy to be back. Very. We missed you. Did. And uh, we'll see you next week. No music, huh? We're just out. out. Well, I'm playing music right now. Oh, I can't hear it. Speaking of music, Miley's new single drops this Friday. Very excited. It's called Flowers. Make sure you stream. Wait, by the way, I saw it's like coming out on her ex's birthday. Genius. That's amazing. Absolute genius. Amazing. Uh, All right. We'll see you guys next week. We love you and we've missed you. Love y'all. Happy 2023. This podcast has been brought to you by Podcast Nation.